Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this radio station. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back after that commercial break. You're tuned into Parenting Hour on Unity FM and my name is Kathleen Roach Nagy. We've been talking today about FGM. We've already explained this, but before the break, but maybe some of you have only tuning in now that this may not be suitable for all the family to listen to it. If you're with young people, um, it may be an appropriate time now for you to uh, change the channel to something else or to turn off the radio. But we still feel it's an important message to get out there for men, women, professionals and non-professionals to know about what is this and how it is affecting our community. And we've been talking a lot before the break um, and we have with us here in this studio Alice, who's our resident health visitor, and Dr. Sina Lockett, who is our clinical psychologist, about the implications about this. And Alice, we were going to go back about the health issues because um, I think parents may not understand the health issues because uh, if it is happening and it happens culturally-wise, they may think that this is important for my child culturally wise because they're, this is uh, a good thing for them as they mm-hmm. perceive it to be uh, accepted in that culture, mm-hmm. uh, which I know there's a lot of work going on in mm-hmm. different communities around that. Um, but they may also think it's good for their health. Um, mm-hmm. And we talked a little bit about it before the break, but maybe you can go into a bit more about that. So we talked about short-term so infections. We talked about bleeding. Um, also, the child might experience uh, frequent UTIs, mm-hmm. <coughs> which is urinary tract infections, um, and uh, long-term implications of FGM are having problems during menstruation, complications in pregnancy, SIDS, scarring, and uh, um, a lot of women who've had a certain type of FGM may require cesarean section at childbirth. Mm-hmm. Um, FGM has shown uh, to cause problems uh, with the babies and child death. So when a woman's in labor, it might have an impact on delay the labor. Mm-hmm. And um, it might cause medical injury to the baby or even death. So, um, and it can be emotionally very damaging as well Mm. um, on the mother um, and the family, the husband, the partner. Um, Some girls and women will go on to suffer emotional distress and lots of um, post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Um, which will bring all that back, the memories back from when they had FGM. Mm-hmm. And we're talking here when you mentioned about girls. Um, just to clarify, we didn't clarify the age that this is done. Mm-hmm. Do you know what age it's generally performed? Again, it tends to vary depending yeah. on which mm. cultural group they're from. So mm. it can vary from anything from, uh, I know when I did my research, we're talking about in some cultures it's done to babies Mm. uh, and in other cultures it's done to women just before they get married Mm. but I think in this country it's estimated that you know the age the age ranges tend to be between um, age well I know that women's Birmingham and Solihull Women's Aid said that the age ranges of women that they get presenting to their services tend to be from about 17 to to kind of mid-40s. But that may well be because younger girls aren't presenting because 
you know, they, the parents know that it shouldn't be being done or that mm -hmm. they don't know about services that are available. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if we, we know that there are girls that are being illegally circumcised here, there are going to be huge psychological issues potentially that they're facing. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Alice mentioned some of the physical complications. Mm -hmm. So if you imagine that um, in, in some of the more extreme cases of FGM, we're talking about huge difficulties even just going to the toilet passing urine so imagine imagine these girls at school needing to go to the toilet mm -hmm. what would usually take anyone else a couple of minutes to do might take these girls a lot longer because of their physical mm -hmm. you know, the condition that they're in mm -hmm. so imagine imagine as a as a child if you're having to keep going to the toilet you know how, how are you going to cope with something like that what are you going to tell your friends what you know what, what are people going to be thinking so not only have you got the psychological repercussions from physical problems but then again as Alice mentioned there's the trauma of you know how was the how was it carried out you know if there was no anesthetic used mm. which sometimes we know happens or if the girls were t not told what was going to happen and they found themselves th this happening to them and their, p their parents were aware of it that sense of betrayal you know how wh what's that going to do to them as well um, in terms of emotionally when they find out that that you know part of their anatomy has been taken away from them. How, how on earth do they make sense of something like that? So mm -hmm. psychologically, the, it's very difficult to measure you know, how it's going to affect people, but there's, there's lots and lots of um, symptoms that, that you know, young girls can present with, really, like anxiety, um, uh, withdrawn behaviour, mm -hmm. um, just feeling very different to other people, you know, and just knowing where they can vent some of these things is potentially going to be very mm. difficult for them. And that can have an impact, of course, in their whole life. Of course mm. it can, yeah. And their study and where, what they want to achieve and where they're Absolutely. going to go. And Future relationships. Yeah. Um. And especially living in this society where, you know, um, we have images of the ideal body mm. and the ideal self, you know, it, this is something that's, that young girls are going to struggle with even more when they perhaps realise that, well, what, why am I not like that? Or mm -hmm. why have I been, what, why has this been done to me? So the psychological impact of not fitting in or being different from, from you know, what's, what's regarded as normal um, is also potentially going to have lots of, lots of uh, implications as well. Oh, that's really difficult because we were looking when you were talking there, we were thinking of the the health is in a way easier yeah. to understand that, yeah. um, and it could have probably even wider implications because if you can't uh, go use the toilet, you're probably not even drinking because you're afraid you don't want to that's go right. and then you become dehydrated and maybe other health problems. Mm -hmm. But we forget the impact, the whole psychological so situation, and yeah. more. It must be really difficult for for these young girls. I, is there somewhere that they could go to talk to this if it's happening? Um, wh where ca could they go? Again, I mean, you know, this is this is where it it becomes very very difficult because it, uh, those who would know that the practice is illegal mm -hmm. may be fearful that well, if I go and tell someone and you know my parents are going to get into trouble and mm -hmm. so there's all those issues but I know from from the time when I carried out my research um, I, I was actually looking at the psychological effects of this practice and one of my theories was well sh clearly not all women who have undergone FGM are traumatized because some most of them are functioning very very well mm -hmm. but from the research I did there was a difference between those that coped with it and those that didn't cope with it those that didn't cope with it tended to be the ones that where it had been sprung on them and they didn't know what, what was going to happen 
um, all I should say that all the women that I interviewed in my research were from FGM practicing countries had been uh, had been mutilated from their home countries and then were living here as immigrants afterwards. So there was nobody that had been circumcised who was born and brought up here. Mm -hmm. So because most of them had been uh, had it done in their home countries where it was the norm, mm -hmm. if to them it was normal. And uh, you know, in many cultures, there's a whole ceremony and and uh, parties mm. are held where you know it's it's seen as a rite of passage, mm. and they're given gifts and parties. And this is this is this kind of almost makes up for the trauma they go through. So that helps them to cope with it because everybody's had it done. They're it's part of their identity and in some of these countries um, those women who weren't uh, put through it because their families for whatever reason didn't want them to be put through it they felt oh well we're missing out here you know we want to be part of it as well so you can see how that support network where you're part of what's going on is a huge mm. cushion in in preventing against psychological trauma now if we think about those girls who were born and brought up here mm. who aren't going to have that around them that cushion of support around them because it's not the norm here mm. and because it's not talked about it's really difficult to know wh how these girls are coping mm. um I, and I, I guess my advice would be to any listeners out there who might be struggling with some of these issues at the moment is you know talk to talk to your teachers talk to your school nurses because they will have had training on this mm -hmm. they'll be able to you know advise you of where you can get this support and it you know support is out there if you if you do you know if you do need it and it could be um, an adult as well that maybe mm -hmm. uh, even a mum that uh, she might have had a few children mm -hmm. but now after listening to this program thinks okay that's what I had mm -hmm. done that's yes. that reminds me or mm -hmm. you're bringing up memories of what happened to me when I was a child mm -hmm. uh, wh where would they go to what's out there for them and again you know there obviously there are counseling and support services out there um, mainstream counseling again health professionals should be aware of, of this practice there are in 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 bigger in, in places like London Bristol Birmingham there are there are FGM support services uh, which are available as well so again it's it's uh, asking asking for that support asking and help your GP asking your GP so mm. first port of call would be your GP or if you've got a health visitor who's visiting speak to your health visitor or if you're pregnant um, speak to your midwife so but your GP is first port of call and they do they can sign post you to services so we've been talking quite a bit uh, on the show and we're coming towards the last about 10 minutes of the show. We're talking listeners about FGM if you've just tuned in and it can happen from any age, from very young babies up to adulthood, up to 18 years old and older again, prior to marriage. Um, and we have our resident health visitor here, Alice, and also Dr. Sina Lockett, trying to give us information around this and why it happens. And I must say it's, it's quite new to me and there's a lot of shivers going down my back as, as they're talking, but I feel that it's important for us to talk about this topic, to get the information out there so that you as listeners can actually help people uh, about the situation and help them to form support groups because there's not much groups mm. or things happening here in the UK. Is that right at the moment? Is there much support groups for people that have had it done, do you think? It's some communities have a range, especially in London, I would think. Mm. Um, but in Birmingham, I've not come across any. I think what tends to happen is you get community groups that come up 
who do you know who apply for funding do some really really good work mm. funding dries up after two or three years and it all goes it all goes quiet but not, that's not to say that there's not good work happening I know mm. that in Bristol uh, there's been some good work that's happened in, in the past and, and still now in Manchester as well so mm. uh, these are the these are the kind of hotbeds where we know this practice is particularly um, predominant so mm. Bristol Manchester Cardiff London mm. Birmingham mm-hmm. um, but I think because of the sensitivities around it, where people are reluctant to come forward, and I think that's why where, where, where we're kind of trying to encourage mm-hmm. women. You know, if, if you're wanting help and support, and we will give out some helpline numbers at the end, but by all means, approach us. You know, email the program. You know, get in touch with us. We can help you if you're not wanting to to go to mainstream services. You know, perhaps we can we can provide you with other support that might that we know of community support that might be available. And that email address is studio at unityfm.net. So if you are wanting to help others or wanting to find out more about it or want to clarify anything that came out in today's show, please do email studio at unityfm.net or ring 0121 and the studio manager will pass on any messages in confidence to our guests who are professionals and be able to offer further support in, in what you may need or help in others and it's not somebody that actually has gone through themselves that need to take that first step mm. it could be anybody listening in today that feel mm. I want to help these women mm. that what has happened to them and start to initiate something mm. And I think just um, picking up from that, I think especially a message to any young children, adolescent young girls who might be suffering with repercussions of this and just not know where to go to, we can. There is lots of help available. There's lots of uh, therapeutic approaches we can use to, to try and help you to, to, you know, to manage your symptoms that you might be experiencing. Um, so again, if you're struggling out there and suffering on your own. You know, please come ask for help because, you know, there is help out there and there's this help which can be very effective as well. There's this cognitive behaviour therapy which can be quite helpful for girls and young people who might be suffering from uh, any kind of anxiety issues or post-trauma type symptoms that they might be experiencing. Um, But, you know, the first step is coming and asking for help. Mm. And they may not associate this with... The FGM, that's it may right. be this may be happening to them, but they're not linking it back, and that's where therapy will help them also. And Absolutely, and again, this is where teachers and anybody else who might be thinking that perhaps this 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 may have happened to um, to a young girl that they, that they're noticing is presenting with any kind of emotional or psychological issues. You know, again, come and speak to come and speak to us. And we can hopefully signpost you in the in the right direction. Uh, you know, adolescence is is difficult at the best of times, and we know that a lot of young people, especially from the Muslim community in general, struggle with identity issues and all sorts of things. You know, and uh, parents might be might be experiencing not just you know the what what we what's termed the usual adolescent behaviors here but you know things like eating disorders self-harming and all those kind of issues that there is help available for those kind of issues as well not necessarily to do just with fgm but generally mm-hmm. you know there are lots and lots of services available that 
mm. that um, that for for young people now. But again, as parents and uh, you know, as, as members of the of the Muslim community, it's up to us to to highlight services that are out there to help young people when they're mm. suffering with any kind of psychological distress. So I guess that's a that's a topic uh, in itself is kind of mental health in general. But mm. I guess the message I want to give is that help is there. You just need mm. to come and um, you know come and ask really. Mm. Right, that's really good indeed. And talking about the help that's there, can you give some examples of what help is there? What help is there locally? What help is there nationally? Bear in mind that we're also broadcasted out in Luton and mm. we need to make sure that we get that <laughs> help available for our Luton listeners that may be tuned in and want to know some information well, about this. If it's an emergency and you need to contact someone, so it's 101. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, the police have got a project called Azur. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. So it's a FGM project, and they can be contacted on 0207-161-2888. Then you've got a forward, so you can go on www.forward.co.uk, and their number is um, 0208-960-4000. And are they a specialised organisation? They're a specialised organisation which support women with FGM. They get a lot of funding to support and hold groups and provide training. And they've got lots of literature on the website. So do access it. Just tap in. Would that be in different languages, that literature as well? I'm not too sure about that. I'm sure they could, They could if they needed, yeah. you know, that, that, that could be arranged. But f- I would say forward are the group that tend to have an overview of what tends to be going on. Um, throughout the country, really, in terms of organisations that might be working on this issue. The NSPCC have got um, an FGM helpline, and it's an anonymous service, 24 hours, and that's 0800-028-3550. Then you've got Childline, which is 0800-1111. You've got Women's Aid, um, they in Birmingham. They run a FGM service and support groups and provide training, and that's oh eight oh eight two thousand two four seven. And then there's also the Muslim Women's Network, um, which is quite national, and you can contact them on oh eight hundred triple nine five seven eight six. Wonderful. There's a lot of. Uh numbers there that there you put some of them that are 24-7 so and there's lots of literature on um, NHS mm-hmm. and uh, you've got guidance on public health mm-hmm. um, World Health Organization they've got a lot of literature on um, FGM and um, a lot of these services will also have websites which you could probably tap into mm-hmm. So if we were to kind of summarise everything we've talked about today and um, kind of round up for our listeners, and somebody is tuned in here that um, for the first time they've heard about FGM, um, can we just go over some of that again, you know, because it maybe it's a lot. If you're the first time you've only heard about it, you might be thinking this doesn't happen and they want to know what does this FGM really means. So can we just help them? So FGM is female genital mutilation Mm. and it's um, a non-medical procedure on the female genital and there's um, you usually we were talking about ages before Um, what I've come across is the most common age which I've come across is between the ages of four to seven years old Um, but that could be in a certain certain areas rather than whole national picture but it does vary across different ages um, 
a lot of it co- happens abroad, but um, there is some intelligence that is happening in the UK. There might be some underground clinics. Um, it's illegal in this country, and um, there's lots of support services out there. But if you would, if you've been through it, or if you know that there might be someone, you know, you want to discuss it with further, or you want to get the community involved to have discussions, then you know there's lots of services out there. But in the first instance, if you've been through it yourself and you need support, go to your GP. We also spent some time talking about the physical health complications mm-hmm. of FGM mm-hmm. in terms of uh, as young children, um, physically in terms of you. you urinary tract infections and various physical health problems that can happen um, and also psychological problems that um, that could sometimes arise from um, from young people who are, who are suffering from this as well um, as we've mentioned before there's a number of helplines that you can contact for further information and the reason why we wanted to bring it on air onto Unity FM today is because of the links that this practice seems to have with um, Islam and we wanted to put the record straight really to say this is not an Islamic practice it is being done um, and linked with the religion because a number of communities that do practice FGM happen to be um, Muslim countries uh, in Africa and other parts of the world um, as such, uh, we feel that as Muslims we have a responsibility to to challenge some of that, and and as a community, you know, it's all levels of the community need to take responsibility in doing that. So we would welcome imams, scholars, teachers, whoever's out there, whoever's listening, come and get information, you know, about this, so that you can speak to your congregations, the people that come to your services and organisations, and help to. Um, put the record straight really and help to support them if they are struggling with any of these issues Thank you so much for for coming in today and and talking about this and highlighting this on FGM Awareness Day because we know the more we talk about something the more people will listen and do something about it Um, it's probably not talking talked about enough in our communities. Uh, I don't think there has been a show on Unity FM. There may have been previously a, a show on it, but it's something that we mm-hmm. have responsibility to do to educate people, to help change these unhealthy customs that has mm-hmm. kind of crept in um, and people getting confused with parts of religion and culture mm-hmm. and shame and all of this that uh, people are, are confused and how we can change those practices to mm-hmm. help our communities, help our women to have healthier lives mm-hmm. physically and mentally and, and psychologically. And I also encourage, I think men have a, a, a major part to play in it and I think they're part of the solution so please do contact us and you know, it's not a, a, a woman's thing, it's I think men really do have a major oversight and they can make a difference and they're part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. important always to include them in, in, in everything, you know, because it's going to affect them. They will have a mother first. Mm-hmm. They will have maybe a wife if they're married. Imagine the effect on that, effect mm-hmm. on the relationships. They might be suffering themselves at home due to a disagreement in the relationship which comes back to this yeah. that they don't know anything about that they are um, naive to it mm-hmm. but it actually could stem from mm. this so they could be the ones to actually bring it mm. forward and we have some very 
powerful men out there that do listen in and mm. some uh, dynamic people that really <laughs> want to take things issues like this on board and yeah. try and help um, families and help other communities yeah. inshallah as well as our so own please communities. please do yeah mm. get in touch yeah Brilliant. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving up your time, both of you, to, uh, for coming in today and explaining You're so welcome. much about this. Uh, listeners, if you do have a question or you do have a comment or you do want to ask our guests anything, please email studio at unityfm.net. Put in the subject title FGM and maybe who, who it is for, if it is for Alice, our resident health visitor, or if it's for Hesina, our clinical psychologist. And if you want to ask a question, please do um, email us in if there's um, a question you want to phone in do ring in on 0121-772-8892 we want to talk about these topics as well as we talk about a lot of other topics here on Unity FM whether to do with physical health whether to do with mental health they're sensitive topics but they it was the same a few years ago when we started talking about mental health mm. people weren't aware of this either but by, by talking mm. about and by raising awareness we've had Many success stories from that. We have, and governments uh, ploughed in a lot of more, a lot more money mm-hmm. in mental health now. So the last mm-hmm. few years, so it could be due to awareness, so mm-hmm. and people tapping in to mm-hmm. the services. So we hope to come back in another few years and say this same thing has happened mm-hmm. with FGM. That actually today's program was a start of making some changes, mm-hmm. inshallah, in people's lives for the better. Mm-hmm. So with that, listeners, we're going to finish today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, giving your time to listen to this. Uh, I hope, inshallah, that this will benefit some of our community or others out there that may have gone through it. And at least if we make the intention that we're trying to do something to help, that Allah will help us to, to, to continue that and to be able to make these changes, inshallah. Inshallah, do tune in to us next week when we have another show on Parenting Hour on Unity FM, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this radio station. 